you are a supervisor of a national park, right? Whether uh, it's a state, a province, a region, a territory, it doesn't matter where in the world you, uh, you live, what country you reside in. You are a supervisor for national parks and, you know, as supervisor duties go, you just make sure everything is good within the, the particular um, section that you've been assigned to and what have you. Now, near the end of your career, you are told that there is a handful of uh, employees that, could, that get selected, excuse me, to oversee a particular region of this national park. And you've always wondered in your head why, you know, near the end of everyone's career, they then get to oversee this particular, you know, area or region. Whereas prior to that, no one's ever really seen this region. No one's ever really walked by it. It's sometimes guarded by military personnel. However, you're then approached by your superior because you have been, you've told the company that you work for that you're retiring shortly. Your superior then says to you, listen, we'd like for you to oversee this particular region of the park. And you kind of pause for a second because you don't know what this to say, right? You've heard very creepy things over the years and you're not sure to make a, you know, to think of it, uh, of it as folklore or something uh, paranormal because, you know, the people that have told you are very highly credible and trusted people. You approve. You say, yes, no problem. I'm going to retire soon. Part of my English here. Fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah. You end up going to this particular region on your first shift and you see a staircase. I kid you not. You then radio or call your superior and your superior says, you're going to see those. Do not get close to them. Do not even put a, put your foot on the first step. Just ignore them completely. Do not ask any of the soldiers guarding that particular region why they're there. Okay? You then are very, very curious. Later on, when you get home, you're done your work shift. You start experiencing very, very abnormal, I don't want to say paranormal experiences, but you start detecting naturally and intuitively different pockets of air meaning that you start to feel very cold in one part of your house and then as you move your arm or your hand your leg your head whatever to another part very you know close by you start to feel a different kind of energy that cannot be described relative to the definitions that we have already preconceived to be warm hot cold you know uh, things like this right so what is the episode, uh, the title of today's episode, excuse me, the Invictus Protocol, instilling Daikinin or Dysonin time tunneling for hyperspace alchemy and in po uh, brackets, ionized air pockets. Now, before I do that, I just want to give a very, very special shout out to a very good friend of mine, Asian World. He just started up a Patreon. I do want to say, folks, I do believe I've met a lot of you thanks to him, his Instagram page. He's a very good friend of mine. I encourage all of you to support him as much as you can. In addition to that, we also ourselves do have a Patreon. Patreon too. It helps support to continue to support the show. We have bonus members episodes, Zoom calls. We do a bunch of things that we cannot do publicly, unfortunately. With that being said, let's jump right into it. So first off, let's take a look, folks, at this article right over here. This is according to Sot.net. Aliens have landed. Hundreds of rare parasites wash up off Ireland's Kerry coast. Now, ignore the first part of that, but let's take a look. Hundreds of parasite creatures, which were the inspiration for the film Alien, have washed up off, washed up off the Kokeri coast. A string of the eerie-looking parasites called Phronema, which bear an uncanny resemblance to the alien queen in the iconic movies, have been found on Ventry Beach outside Dingle. The creatures, which eat barrel jellyfish from the inside out and ride around in their corpses, are an extremely rare find in Ireland, end quote. Now, this might sound like something out of a movie. These alien-looking creatures, okay, they eat jelly jellyfish from the inside out and then ride around in their corpses, using it as a form of a mechanism or a form of a transportation apparatus. And you, you might be saying, Dave, you're very much overcomplicating this. Well, let's take a look first off at what Invictus means, because it basically means unconquerables. We could see here by worldview.unc.edu. It was originally written in uh, Latin in 1875 by William Ernest Henley. Now, the reason I bring that up is because 
the protocol here basically has to do with unconquerable alchemy. Now, you'll see what I mean very shortly. This is going to come full circle. Let's take a look at Wikipedia. Just the very standard basic definition of alchemy. Alchemy is an ancient branch of natural philosophy, a philosophical and proto-scientific tradition which was historically practiced in China, India, the uh, India, excuse me, the Muslim world and Europe. In its western form, alchemy is first attested in a number of pseudo excuse me, pseudepigraphical texts written in Greco-Roman Egypt during the first few centuries CE. Now, I want to focus in on one particular word right here, which is proto-scientific. Why do I bring that up? Well, let's take a look over here. An unscientific field of study which later becomes a science. End quote. This is according to biologyonline.com. I bring this up because, again, there is no confirmation nor denial that this is pseudoscientific. Pseudoscientific means science that is theoretical but has not been proven to be translated into reality yet. Right now, let's take a look at this article right here, WashingtonPost.com. Scientists spot signal of life in Venus atmosphere. Let's take a look here very quickly. And I quote, an international team of astronomers has detected a rare molecule in the atmosphere of Venus that could be produced by livinisms, according to a study published Monday. The discovery instantly puts the brightest planet in the night sky back into the conversation about where to search for extraterrestrial life, end quote. Now, what I'm going to say is not necessarily fact, but this is what my research has suggested. These small signs of life on Venus, you know, these small signs of life as they say, have been utilizing ionized air pockets once entering the atmosphere of Earth using DART, as we spoke about many months ago, direct access routing transportation tunnels, which are certain, I guess you could say, frequential highways that have been set up in space for extraterrestrial craft to come and go. Now, this is what's interesting. If we take a look at these particular creatures right here back on SOT.net, all right, these rare parasites have washed up off Ireland's Kerry Coast, and the frequencies that have been emitted recently from the Kerry Coast, because there is a military base near there, has been emitting frequencies directly Venus, which is interesting because, again, there may be some speculation that the Galileo Project may, in fact, uncover this. Who knows? It's hard to say, right? However, these parasites are being sent from Venus, and the form of drop feeding to prepare mass consciousness in the chronological way in which the, the elites are forced to disseminate this, this propaganda or form of truth burger but disinformation if you want to call it is used through articles like this in the washington post now let's take a look at this right here <clears throat> excuse me a uh, newsintact.com a massive ufo the size of jupiter collides with the sun all is recorded by the solar observatory uh, observatory spacecraft all right now take a look at some of these images folks Again, I've ascertained the veracity of them. There has yet to be any distinguishable, noticeable, um, you know, uh, Photoshop, any type of manipulation or editing of any kind. Now, here's what's extremely interesting as well, too. Take a look at this right over here. This is according to Medium.com. Air Marshal Sir Peter Horsley's encounter with a telepathic alien. Now, you're going to see why I'm bringing all of this up very, very shortly, because the ionized air pockets are using and creating holes and gaps within the space-time continuum to allow for certain what we would call publicly anomalistic frequencies to occur. But what's really happening here, and we're going to cover this in the uh, tomorrow's Let's Get Banned episode as well, you're going to see, folks, that the same radiation and frequencies that, that have been emitting from these staircases that certain managers of national parks have seen, and again, we'll cover that in the Let's Get Banned episode tomorrow. There are these same frequencies, these ionized air pockets, precisely ionized, all right, which is relating to the example I gave at the beginning. When you move your arm or your hand from one part of your house to another part, you notice a, different, a difference. It feels different. 
There has been substantial evidence to suggest that a handful of these alien military bases, in a lot of cases, are simply repair bases. However, the repair bases have ionized air pockets, which these extraterrestrial species, many different kinds of them, by the way, harness in correspondence with what we would consider to be alchemy to time tunnel using these air pockets. And they use time tunneling for situations like this. I'm going to show you right over here. Take a look at this. Phantomsandmonsters.com. Shape-shifting reptilian recorded by David Eckhart. Now, here is a, a photograph taken by Mr. Eckhart in which he claims is a portal that this shape-shifting reptilian or extraterrestrial uh, leaped into before he could get a picture of him. Now, however, he did get one pretty clear picture here, which is this right over here. Take a look at that. Now, again, the scarf is being worn in a kind of odd way. You could see the face clearly doesn't look human. It's humanoid, bipedal, if you will. But clearly, it's consistent with a lot of the reptilian alleged sightings and things like this. Now, could it be that this is inter intradimensional, paraterrestrial? Very difficult to say. But this is harnessing ionized air pockets that are perpendicular to that of the creatures that came from Venus with the frequencies emitting off of the Kokiri coast in Ireland. Now, let's, let's take a back. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, let's head back to medium.com, this article right here. And I quote, <clears throat> this is from Air Marshal Sir Beresford Peter Torrington Horsley. I don't care what people think. It was what happened. I would say they come from another planet somewhere in the universe, but not in our galaxy. They are not aggressive and like us are explorers. Take a look at this right here. In July 1949, Horsley entered the royal household as a squadron leader, as an and as equerry to Her Royal Highness, the Princess Elizabeth, Duchess of Edinburgh, better known today as Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, and to His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. Edinburgh sorry. In 1952, Horsley became a wing commander, and in 1953, became a full-time equerry to the Duke of Edinburgh. It was a role he held until 1956. His final post in the Royal Air Force was as, as the Deputy Commander-in-Chief of Strike Command, which he held from 73 to 75. End quote. Again, I bring this up, folks, not to bore you with this particular gentleman's or individual's background. I bring this up because these people can be trusted to fight our wars, to protect the, the, the royals of this planet. And yet they start talking about aliens and the public ridicules them. Come on, right? Anyways, let's carry on. This impressive resume, however, includes a possible encounter with an extraterrestrial being who went by the name Mr. Janus or Janus, detailed in Horsley's 1998 autobiography, Sounds from Another Room. He explains, okay, take a look at this. Janice was there, sitting by the fire in a deep chair. He asked, what is your interest in flying saucers? We talked for hours about traveling in space and time. I don't know what or who he was. He didn't say he was a visitor from another planet, but I had that impression. I believe he was here to observe us. I never saw him again. I had no qualms about the reaction to my experience with him. In my second and last meeting with Sir Peter Horsley, and this is a UFO researcher now writing about this, at his home in 2000, he revealed that, in addition to being disturbed by the realization that Janice was reading his mind, he was even more disturbed by the fact that this extraordinary man knew all of Britain's top-secret nu uh, top nuclear secrets, end quote. So you might be saying, why would an extraterrestrial visit this United States Air Force gentleman? Look at how close he is to the royal family. If you're an explorer, an observer, or maybe you're trying to coerce or manipulate in a form that we have yet to understand in an energetic or conscious sense, you're going to go to someone who knows things, right? With that being said, take a look at this over here. We're going to we're going to jump to this right here. Richard Dolan, and I quote, says in his book that he has encountered many similar cases, including one of an Air Force colonel with a PhD who related to him an encounter at a Las Vegas casino with a blonde humanoid woman dressed in blue whom he described as psychic. While observing her, he telepathically heard her in his mind state that there was nothing there for him to say and that he ought to be on his way. As the woman passed by him accompanied by an equally mysterious man, he once again telepathically heard her say, 
quote, he isn't part of the program, he knows nothing, just ignore him, end quote. That is extremely interesting. Why? That is very consistent with many abduction cases who have said, those who have been consciously awake, being taken into bases within what seems to be the Nevada desert, you know, New Mexico, all these different types of large, you know, places of geographical uh, land that's been owned by the federal government and is still owned by them, but it's consistent with these experiences of telepathy, the type of clothing they generally tend to wear, and the way they communicate, and the way that a lot of these beings, particularly the human-looking ones, telepathically refer to a lot of things as the program to those that are un, uh, unfamiliar with this. Now, take a look at quantummagazine.org. How computationally complex is a single neuron? All right. Computational neuroscientists taught an artificial neural network to imitate a biological neuron. The result offers a new way to think about the complexity of single brain cells. End quote. Now, let's take a look at this right over here. Will AI take over? Quantum theory suggests otherwise. Theconversation.com. Will our AI one day surpass human thinking? The rapid progress of AI, coupled with our standard for fear of machines, has raised concerns that its ability will one day start to grow uncontrollably. One argument against the possibility of such a supreme, unstoppable, and growing intelligence is that it would need, by definition, to be able to accurately predict the future. And quantum theory, one of modern science's key ways of explaining the universe, says that predicting the future may not be possible because the universe is random. But what if we only think predicting the future is impossible because we aren't intelligent enough to know otherwise? End quote. Now, I bring this up in correlation with this particular article right here from quanta, uh, quantummagazine.org because the computationally complex neuron, all right, in essence, in correlation, excuse me, with ionized air pockets show that free will cannot be bent, but harnessing sacred geometry, there are ways to curate and coerce free will. Again, it's like saying lying versus obfuscating. You can argue they're one and the same, but there is a slight difference. You can get obfuscating means you're getting close to lying, but you're dallying with the words and you're being cleverly careful with your words, right? It's unfortunate, but <clears throat> now to top it off, take a look at this right here, fizz.org. New molecular device has unprecedented reconfigurability reminiscent of brain plasticity, which just goes to further the potential of the zeta reticuli grays being that of a descendant of humans in, from the future using time tunneling to return back similar to the portal we just recently looked at that was taken by David Eckhart because of the fact that we have the connections of integrated circuit chips, uh, CPUs that, that are just ex operate the exact same as pyramid structures do. Now again, the universe may be random in the way that we understand quantum physics relative to the public domain of academia, but it is also equally as deliberate, okay? Now, let's take a look at this right over here. Bibliothecaplates.net, excuse me, Eva Borgs, cybernetic forms controlled by human entities or humans who have been implanted or surgically altered to such an extent that they have become cybernetic in nature, yet still remaining, uh, still retaining, excuse me, a soul matrix. Now, this is what gets very interesting, and this is sort of how we tie everything into the paranormal and the extraterrestrial side of things. Take a look at this photograph right here. For those that were on yesterday uh, or watched yesterday's live stream, which, by the way, thank you so much, everybody, for, for coming out. It was a beautiful time. If you look at this photo right here, all right, you might be saying, what the hell is going on? This is relative to that of alchemy, the real society, and esotericism because of the fact that if we take a look at something here called daikonin or dysonin, however you want to pronounce it, what we're going to find is that dysonin actually activates certain elements of ionized air pockets to indulge itself into a certain layer of hyperspace. And hyperspace is multi-layered. It's not as simple as accessing the... Uh, um, the ether, as you will, if we would call it that. Again, not a scientist, but we also have to understand what's going on here, too. So, 
with that being said, take a look at this. Synthesis of photosensitizing dyes and daikinin or dysonin. Now, you know what's interesting as well, too? This is consistent with that of the random universe theory because dysonin puts together the stability of the instability of the universe. You might be saying, Dave, what the hell does that mean? It's basically like when a computer programmer sees a bunch of code on a screen that's very unorganized and they put it in order. You see? So it's the coercion, the obfuscation, and manipulation of the universe, but it cannot be broken because that would then interfere with free will. However, take a look at this right here. This is just a simple image that has, again, people who, and I quote, Dyson in a seemingly innocent dye made illegal by the US government. It is said that if you place two glass planes together and seal them with Dyson in, your eyes become sensitive enough to see into the astral plane. Again, hyperspace in theory, one layer of it, if you will, as they call it similar to that of what the remote viewers used to look at some of these alien repair bases and notice these ionized pockets of air as well too. Now, some people, very interestingly enough, have gotten a hold of Dyson in, even though it's strongly illegal, even in Canada too, where I live in the West, I'll be honest. And all of a sudden, they're able to see things through these lenses and these glass planes, these panes they never see before. Again, there's a very strong reason why these things have become illegal and why it still continues to be, to be the case. Now, here's what's interesting as well. <coughs> The final thing, folks, I'd like to point out is that these Eva Borgs are retaining a soul matrix relative to the, to the diagram we just looked at pertaining to alchemy. And interestingly enough, it corresponds with sacred geometry and on trying to understand concave and flat earth. But let's put that aside for a very quick second. Take a look at this right here. This is a very simple Reddit post on r slash UFO subreddit. Jimmy Carter, something was told to him that was very upsetting and weeps, meaning cries, regarding the UFO agenda. Is there any reference to what the, to the agenda is that worries so many? Anyways, many of you who have followed this show know Jimmy Carter got briefed on extraterrestrials. And again, I'm sure they didn't tell him much whatsoever. He came out crying, clutching, I believe, uh, clutching a, a rosary or the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, and all that. However, take a look at this here. Richard Dolan, and I quote, mentions how after hearing a briefing on the UFO agenda, Jimmy Carter was weeping and that Reagan, after being briefed, said, I have a daughter and I'm terrified from her, uh, for her. Apart from them potentially probing people, what might they all be so worried about? End quote. Again, the fact that there are interdimensional beings curating this, I guess you could say, unpredictable universe using ionized air pockets that these extraterrestrials have very easily tapped into as well as humans at this point again could we call this alchemy it's very difficult to say but it would certainly explain a lot of the very anomalistic biological and naturally synthetic looking craft that seem to have tentacles octopus legs on them far from and a far stretch excuse me from the traditional disc uh, disc shaped craft that we are very used to seeing very normally right now holes in the space-time continuum are constantly opening and closing Again, there is chaos, but there's order. I know that sounds a little bit extreme, and like as some say, there's order and chaos, or vice versa. But the point here is this. The fact that there, it is one and the same, and these Eva, Eva Borgs, or Eva Borgs, excuse me, are harnessing Dysonin. And the fact that when you just search up Dysonin or Dykinin, excuse me, on Google, and there's not even an official Wikipedia definition, just goes to show you how banned and how strongly banned all of this is. We're going to find it's very clear that the science is there. Again, we see it's not it's not that difficult to even to even notice. Look at pubs.acs.org synthesis of photos uh, photosensitizing dyes and dysonin or daikinin. Look at these documents, folks. We can't deny this. We can't deny this. Anyways, folks, let me know what all you think, and we'll catch you very very soon. Cheers.